On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we bring back the public address voice for the Florida Panthers, Andrew Ember, on this edition. Let's chat. Can't wait, man. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Tuesday, October 4th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden and Locked On NHL. We'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, by the time this episode drops, it will be nine days, Sam Bennett days, from opening opening night where the Florida Panthers will be facing off against the New York Islanders. But in order to prepare for the season, we want to get a little bit of a pulse check from not only you guys, uh, but also a person who has who is there in the arena every single day. And it is the public address voice of the Florida Panthers, his third appearance on the show, Andrew Ember. Andrew, welcome back to the show. I'm glad you keep having me, man. I'm glad I haven't done anything to lose that uh, that three times the charm thing yet. <laughs> hey, hey, man, when, 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 you, when we produce good content, when you come up here on the show, then, then of course, we got to have you back for some more. So, I want I, I want to I want to start off first with how, how how's your offseason? I know you were at basically every single uh, Panther watch party, especially the outdoor one. There's that iconic photo of you with the microphone, like pointing in the direction, like saying, like, let's go. So how how was your offseason? A lot less exciting than than last season. Um, <laughs> there's no way to go from that, you know, obviously. Everyone knows the season didn't end how we wanted it to, but that first round just brought so much of what so many of us are waiting for such a long time. And, and in that moment, that point that you're referring to, it was during game six when we actually did advance uh, against Washington. So that was just one of the best nights of my life. Um, and to go from that to the quiet summertime with just not a lot going on was obviously uh, an interesting transition. Um, I tried to keep as busy as possible over the summer. Um, I do announcing for a number of different college and high school teams now. So I'm trying to basically uh, live that dream of announcing all the time, which is very difficult to do. Um, but it's worth it because announcing is what I feel at my absolute best. Yeah. So last time you were here, we were talking about your versatility with uh, with announcing we were talking about spring training baseball just just recently, your first season doing at the Paul, ballpark at the Palm Beaches, some Nova Southeastern games, FA, FAU. But I've seen a little bit how I, I think you posted the other day doing some high school games, haven't you? Uh, what Tell us about more of that, about that experience for you and what you've been doing. Yeah, I've, I've had a great opportunity to, to link up with uh, American Heritage out in Delray Beach, some fantastic people. Uh, decided that they really wanted to take their program to the next level. And I got contacted and they were like, hey, you know, uh, we'd like to do everything we can to bring you out for football season. And I was like, absolutely. Um, 
my motto has always been, I don't care the status of what it is. It doesn't have to be pro. It doesn't have to be minors. It doesn't have to be college. Like as long as people are having fun and, and they come at me with a, a plan and a way that makes it work, um, I'm always there to listen. And uh, it's been a great time announcing for their high school football program. Um, and I, I hope to do more sports for them as well. And like I said, I've been basically just trying to be all over the state at this point and, and do every opportunity I can because, you know, there are a lot of people like us who don't enjoy the nine to five. And when you don't enjoy the nine to five, you have to get very creative to, to stay away from it. So this is my way of staying away from that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we were talking a little bit just throughout direct message and all that um a few a few weeks ago talk about the non nine to five that we the nine to five that we don't want to have and and also the opportunity to mostly you know most of our work happens to be during nighttime you know when games are going on of, of but of course there's opportunities for multiple games in in a day on the weekend so one day you might be here and then traveling uh there and I know you like to hit the gym as well. You, you of course, you've uh, had a, that side business of of a personal trainer. How how does it go for you on the day that you do have multiple games? Because of course, when you're doing multiple games as an announcer, and of course, uh, eating regimen as as well changes as well uh, as, as the travel goes. What's what's that when you have multiple games in one day? It's interesting, and it always depends exactly how many games, exactly how many venues, and what's going on. But I think the fun thing, whenever I get to a new location, I think everyone is always blown away. They're like, oh, you know, uh, Pollo Tropical's here, or uh, Papa John's is here, or McDonald's is here, or Chick-fil-A is here. Do you want anything? And my answer every single time is no. And they're like, you don't, you don't want anything? I'm like, no, I brought my own sandwich. I brought my own power bar. I brought this. I brought that. I... I mean, I think a lot of people know this by now, but perhaps not. I'll, I'll reveal it again. Uh, for the last eight years on the job of the Panthers, I've had a PB&J sandwich before every single game. It, it's on whole wheat. It's a great way to fill up. It's a great way to know what I'm eating and not make sure that you don't run into any problems. Lord knows I've heard horror stories about announcers eating the cafeteria food at, a, at an arena and ending up in the bathroom the whole game, you know? So, like, Lord knows that you got to be careful in, in this business. So, um I very much make it a point to bring my own stuff every single game, regardless of it's high school, college, pro. Um, in terms of announce, or rather, in terms of working out, um, that is always dependent on the situation. I know there was a time um, a few weeks ago I did two volleyball games in the morning, ten and twelve. Um, came home, went straight to the gym at two or three in the afternoon, uh, showered ate something really quick and then went and did a high school football game at six 30. So like <laughs> it, it can be crazy days for sure. I'm not saying it's for everybody. Um, and yeah, everyone has time for a rest day here and there. So if, if it's one of these things where it's just, I have one huge day in that week of announcing and I have like three gigs and I haven't had a rest day in three days, of course I'm going to take the day off. But if it's one of those things where, Hey, you know, I got my goals in mind. I got a race coming up. Um, I had to take a day off two days ago. I don't want to take another one. I'm going to prioritize a way to make sure that I am able to get there. And sometimes if you have a, sometimes if you have a game even earlier than that, like an 8 a.m. game, I want to know uh, if you don't have that time gap in between another game, 
do you do you go to the the point where you go to like to the gym at like 4 a.m 5 a.m because i've had to do i've done that before the waking up part is the hard part but it's like once you get up and actually do, actually do it then that's that is a great place for someone to start their day sure um so i'm not a morning person at all um i have never been at the gym before noon probably i would admit uh, in extreme circumstances and taking classes, I've taken like a 9 a.m. class somewhere for something where I might be working or doing a special event with them. But in terms of my own training uh, by choice, I would never end up in that situation. Um, I have had plenty of, of days where I might have like a, a, an 8, a 7.30, an 8 o'clock start for uh, my first game to announce. And yeah, there's no way I would end up at the gym before that. I would do everything I can to uh, find time after, you know, three or four games in that afternoon stretch there somewhere because I just don't do well in the morning. I, I, it works for some people, uh, but my energy is way down in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's for me, it's, it's only a few times a year. It's like, uh, it's, it's like whenever you're, you're, it's like whenever you have that, know that you have to, it's like, it's like, per, it's like putting like a personal quota of, I got to put, I got to go to at least this many times a week. So if I know that I, have a few things coming up is like, oh, I don't want to miss this day. Oh, but I missed this day. And then you're trying to put all that together. So that could be a little bit of like the juggling balance when it comes to uh, announcing at multiple locations. But in segment number two, we're going to discuss Andrew Imber's reactions through all the various types of moves for the Florida Panthers uh, this summer and what happened and how and Give the floor to him in as far as his his reactions. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. And Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. And you could you and here's a trick for for all of you guys out there. If you want to make your Built Bar a little bit a little bit more chewy, put put your Built Bar for eight seconds in the microwave and and taste that delicious chewiness that Built Bar has to offer. There's many great flavors. You could even get a mixed box of 12. You could get the new cookie dough, dough chunk uh, puff from Built Bar as well. There's many flavors. And if you go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you could get 15% off your order. Once again, when you use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com, you can get 15% off your order at Built.com. Back on this Tuesday, October 4th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I got the public address announcer of the Florida Panthers, Andrew Ember, here on the show. And I want I want to get your reaction on the Matthew Kachuk trade, where you were, and was it a thing where you were happened to be up, or was it something that you found out the next morning about when this trade went down? Oh, of course I was up. Um contrary to not being a morning person i'm very much a night owl so uh ironically i was in the middle of the twitch stream so i was live on camera as i'm like reading these tweets i'm like this at first the way it was presented someone said something about kachuk to the panthers and i was like ha 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 you know like very funny um and as it broke more and more from check marks on twitter i had to basically pause not i didn't pause the, the broadcast but i was very much living it in the moment as it was unfolding. It was probably the most awkward place to be, um, to be actually live on camera as this is happening. 
Um, so yeah, I found out that night. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you're, and from what I've observed of, of Twitch streaming and all that, at least from a, from a consumer aspect of it and seeing how the host has to consistently chat with it, with the, with the people doing the comments, having different tabs open at the same time as well and have and and conduct and chatting at the same time and of course you with your presence on social media you're going to have a lot of panther followers there as well uh, so so i could only imagine how you didn't really believe it at first and then having to check it and talk at the same time into the microphone and having to having two heads pretty much in two different places i could only imagine how uh, it, it was it was raw reaction that people saw first of all uh, but second of all to to kind of compose yourself because you you were seeing what went out in that trade two players that you've announced so many times in your in your career with Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger I, I can only imagine how difficult that must have been also to see what was coming out of course um it didn't seem real at first absolutely it seemed like a fantasy trade because it was just so many high-end pieces the kind of trade that just doesn't happen all that often in real life. And yeah, I would say at least half my viewers on Twitch are Panthers fans. So I'm dealing with, you know, some are crying, some are excited, some are, you know, all this stuff in the chat while I'm internalizing my own feelings. Um, it was definitely a very interesting, just a one of a kind situation that I can't imagine will ever quite happen in that same way again. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't ask for a weirder place for me to be when that broke. <laughs> Yeah, and for 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 me, it was getting ready for bed uh, to go to work the next morning. To next morning was gonna go to bed at eleven. Ended up going to bed at three a.m. because I was just checking the Twitter, trying to see every single reaction, trying to get in contact with different people as far as knowing what knowing like what it's gonna bring to the table and and all. So so that 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 really through through everyone off guard as far as i'm not going to ask you to i'm not going to ask you to do an announcement of matthew kachuk's name on the show i want you to save that for when when he actually scores his first uh goal as a panther but as far as when a new face comes to the, to the team how 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 does how does imber go about practicing a new name is it just at a red light just driving around or is it just looking at yourself in the mirror and saying Matthew Kachuk's name or something? How, how does that process go? There's definitely an element of, of driving. Yeah. If I'm on a road trip or something and I got a few hours in the car. Um, and I, I think I've mentioned this once or twice before, but instead of singing in the shower, I've been known to announce in the shower. So I, I will sometimes practice while showering. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because sometimes you get it in your head and you're like, I got to, tried this three or four different ways and then other times you don't even feel like you want to do it until it's in that moment and you just want to hear how it comes out in the moment for the first time um so there are a few names that i don't even practice and i'm just like waiting for that first moment to hit and whatever comes out comes out and maybe it'll be this it, maybe it'll be what happens for the next 10 years or maybe it'll be the only time it ever sounds like that um so there's definitely uh, it it's completely dependent on the situation um but yeah if i'm practicing generally car rides shower um get a few of those practicing if i should draw out the first name if i should draw out the first syllable of the last name how are we going to do this kind of thing that's generally 
by, uh, by the way I do it. <laughs> and sometimes, and and sometimes you might hold the first part of someone's name a little longer, the end, the the last part of their name, and all, it's also situational, like we've talked about before, of like if it's if it's a game winning goal or if it's a or we've talked about also the situations that come with the Panthers, how if the Panthers are being blown out, then you might not hold it as long because of course you're reading the reaction of the, of, of the crowd as well. And also I remember, I remember this as, as well. When I was working behind the scenes at golf television and seeing different introductions of like sponsors, you've had, we've had to do three or four different takes from the voiceover person that they would call nobody. I, I never actually asked what where their location was, but it was just a person on the other line who does voiceovers for like so many different stations and having to do three or four different takes of one sentence in a different tone. So uh, you you might you might say something out loud and you might say, oh, I don't like how that sounds or or but also this. I, I also want to ask you this as well. Is it really is it really? When, when you announce a name for the first time in the arena, is it really saying, oh, is this what Andrew feels good about? Or do you really ask the people around you? Because the, the present, the in-game presentation, do you, do you ask them, hey, how does that sound? Is it, or is it really going with your gut? Honestly, I think the whole time it's really been how I feel. I mean, granted, there have been times where I will ask, you know, the people I'm working with, the people around me, hey, what did you think about this? Uh, are you down with the swagger call? Uh, so, and, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I would say nine times out of 10, if not more, um, it comes down to how I feel because I, I think I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, I, I can see this worked or I can see this, this could be better. Um, and so I generally uh, listen to my own gut because I mean, in all honesty, yes, other opinions are, are very important, but I also have to be the, the, uh, the authority in the room when it comes to the announcing because the the dj is an expert at music but not at announcing and and the game press director is a an expert at, at directing but maybe not at announcing so like i am where the buck stops with that so i need to make sure that i'm comfortable in my own shoes with how i'm putting all the names out there and 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 of course, I I can I can only imagine how when you first started, it was a little maybe a little bit of asking, and then hey, as as you've as you've gone on, because we're now we're now entering twenty twenty two twenty three, so now seven seasons with the team. Seven. This is number eight. This is number wow number eight. And speaking of your eighth season, uh. I, I want to ask you, who was the first person you contacted before you before you posted on Twitter announcing that you were coming back as the public address announcer for the Panthers? Who was the first person you reached out to? Huh. I don't even remember because the, the, huh. the, it's a good question. The funny thing is that like so I there are situations where uh, someone might come in and sign some papers and take a picture kind of thing like in in the past with the Panthers, it's been very informal. Um, and this season was a little bit more, but there, there's, there isn't really that, Hey, Andrew, like this is so-and-so like you're back. Like, I don't, that has not happened. So it's not like this magical moment. It's more just me kind of getting the hint, like, Hey, I'm starting to get contacted about preseason. I'm starting to get contacted on my schedule. Like, can I assume that we're going down this route kind of thing? So it's, 
it, it maybe does not have that moment that you're kind of looking for where it's like, hey, just wanted to let you know you're back for season eight. Like, let's get ready to roll. And then I'm like, yes. And I call my mom or, you know, kind of thing like that generally has not happened. It's it's really just um, the momentum is is gathering and gathering as we're starting to touch base with some people during the offseason. And, and they're starting to talk about meetings and preseason and stuff like that. And I just kind of at that point, I'm like, I hope I'm in, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it, okay. And it's so it's so game to game that honestly, I've I've really just adopted the whole. Uh, I'm just happy to be there every single night, and I call every game like it's my last, and and I hope that I am able to do it forever. And if I'm able to call every game like it's my last forever, like it's it's going to lead to a lot of amazing moments. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, and you spoke about it getting into the routine because, of course, during the summer you're doing your own thing. You might not be getting the emails from the uh, from your from your bosses and all. And then when you get that first email, you you probably think to yourself, "Oh, it's go time." So, so, so uh, in the third and final segment, we're going to we're going to discuss preparation for the season for Andrew Imber. and also maybe a little bit of a curveball question that I that I. I'm going to throw at Ember in the third and final segment. So we're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Tuesday, October 4th. I have Andrew Ember, the public address announcer for the Florida Panthers. So we were discussing a little bit in the previous segment about get, getting those emails and then pre- preparing. It's go time. It's go time. So we already have a preseason game under our belt. And, I, you know, we were messaging a few times uh, for in between about when would be a good date. And one of the email, one of the messages that I got from you was about a, a recording, a, a night of recording is like, no, I can't because we're, we're doing rehearsal uh, at the arena. So I, I, I want to ask you about about that night. Because of course, once you're in the routine, you just you you show up. Of course, a few hours before you would say three hours. You say you arrive three hours, right? About two and a half to three for games. Two and a half to three. Okay, so I I want you I want to ask you what is that first rehearsal rehearsal like the day before the actual first game? Because because of course you're preparing for the season. Of course, you might there might be different things that go on as far as the in-game experience. But what is that first day as far as the rehearsal is like for you? I hate to give a terrible answer, but um, rehearsal actually got canceled because of Hurricane Ian. So we actually didn't do anything this year. Um, That's not to say that we might not before uh, the regular season, Um, but we actually didn't have a preseason rehearsal. And sometimes in the past years, we haven't anyway. So um, it's really just situational. It depends who's at the helm. It depends... Uh, how they want to go about uh, getting everyone together and going over some things. Generally, it does happen before the regular season because there's so many more elements. There's so many more videos and 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 smoke and lights and and darkness and you know all, all sorts of really cool effects. Um, so I'm guessing that the preseason this year was just to kind of get everyone back on the same page. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, Ian was a little too close at that moment, and so they played it safe and better safe than sorry, and we didn't have uh, that rehearsal. Got you. So. And I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will have some type of rehearsal, especially with the Panthers uh, starting the season on a three-game road trip right before home opener against the Philadelphia Flyers. 
uh, at FLA Live Arena, a nationally televised game uh, too for the Panthers. So everyone watching, everyone watching on the national stage will get to hear Ember's call uh, on on a goal. So, so the Panthers did decide to do something a little different this year. It was officially confirmed uh, where they will they will not be doing the goal song of sweetness uh, as far as their main goal song. So Brandon Montour and Sam Bennett got on the board on, on Thursday night against Carolina. So we had, we saw their custom uh, songs for, for that preseason game. Sam Bennett's song was Benny and the Cats by Elton John. He spoke about how he had that song in Calgary. Brandon Montour, uh, had the song "It's Rock and Roll to Me" by Billy Joel, so pretty cool. Pretty cool that these uh, these guys get to have their own custom song, and it's a rarity in the NHL, but something that something that's not too common. But it does it does happen on rare occasions. But I, I want to ask you: This is the curveball that I'm that I'm throwing at you, Ember. If you had a goal song, what would yours be? Okay, so I, I had about 20 seconds to think because as you started to pose that question, I was like, I bet this is the curve. All right. Um, I feel like my default in the past, when because I feel like this can double as like your walk-up song, your goal song, like kind of that kind of thing. In the past, I've always gone with 50 Cent in the club because I just feel like it's got such a nice beat and it's like, go, go, go. Like, I feel like it can really get the people going and stuff. So I think you got to stick with that, you know, and – what also people a little underrated part of that song is he actually says go shorty so if they score a shorthanded goal if, if i'm scoring a shorthanded goal go shorty you know it, it has a double entendre there that that's a good way of of looking at it for for uh for you at if you were to score like a shorthanded goal and it, and you know you score a goal they say uh we're gonna party like it's your birthday uh so Hey, it's a celebration. Uh, everyone, everyone go skates by the bench. Everyone uh, does a fist bump. So, and and usually in the song, as far as a celebration, usually that's that's the direction it goes. So that that's a, that that was a song that I uh, that I was not thinking of. <laughs> Me, I, I I thought about quite a few songs. I think I think I think mine would be "Before I Forget" by Slipknot. I, I think that that would be probably my probably my goal song, my walk up song. If I played baseball as well, uh, just just uh, like I think about it like this: if you make a bad play previously, you're gonna remember before you forget, and it's just like I'm I'm gonna find a way to get back into the game, even though it's a 60 minute game. This this part this previous part of the of the game does not define me. I'm gonna find a way to recover. And if you have a baseball reference, if you're so far over four and you get a a chance in the ninth inning, you have you have a chance to make make something happen even even later. So that that would that would probably be my song uh, for 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 my uh, for for my uh, goal song slash uh, walk up song. But uh, so Andrew. Next next one. Uh, be, before we get out of here, you you've had you've you've spoken about how you've really gotten the hang of announcing mostly basketball as like your favorite your your, your favorite sport outside of hockey, uh, because you know you're constantly in the action. 
when when you're when you're when you're doing baseball, you know, you're you're more chillax. We spoke about how you were watching some of the Panther comeback wins last time around on, on your phone while you were at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Is there any new sport that you we haven't talked about yet that you've kind of gotten into that you say, huh, maybe I might get into this outside of actually announcing a game? Um, I think because, I, man, I have taken on a lot of sports. Now I've done everything, hockey, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, volleyball, lacrosse, like basically everything you can think of at this point. Um, in terms of public address specifically, um, of all the sports that I've kind of dove into for the first time, I think I've actually developed a bit of an affinity for volleyball because it, it is another one of those sports where it's just server's name who got the points. So it's very, I, I always love the sports where it's, uh, let's be happy for the home team. Let's be monotone for the road team. So in volleyball, it's very much an excited, uh, our name for when we're serving, really excited when we get the point. When the other team gets the point, super monotone. When the other team's serving, super monotone. And that's basically all the volleyball is uh, from from the PA perspective, at least how I do it. Um, so I've definitely grown to really enjoy volleyball. Um, I've been doing FAU this year for that. Um so, yeah, I would say of all the new sports that I've done, that has been the most um, the one that I've grown to like the most in that role. You know, it's it's funny because I one thing I don't understand about volleyball as a sport is how the rotations work with who serves next, who who goes where. So the few, very few volleyball matches that I've seen, I was like. Who who goes who goes where? But I'm sure as you've announced, you know you know who's going to go in what position next. Who's next to serve? And I I I believe it's you have to hit it three times right before getting it over in the net, right? Maximum three times. You can hit it right back over, but you can't take more than three hits. Okay, okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. Volleyball is is definitely not a sport that I that I watch too often. But hey, uh, I, I'm glad that for you. Uh, getting to announce volleyball has helped you definitely get into that sp- sport more. I, I, I've always, I've always wondered what announcing cricket would be like because I've never, I've, I've, I've watched baseball most of my life, and I watching sports like cricket and watching sports like rugby as well. You, you see a few highlights, but firstly, for me, those are sports that I personally don't get. Have you been reached out to like other sports like cricket or rugby before? I have never heard from either of those two. No, no cricket, no rugby. Um, but I think at this point, my MO is like, I'll try anything once in the announcer world for sure. Like I've just, I've brought, and, and like you, I've been doing volleyball for a month or two now. There are still rules I don't get. There are times where the refs blow the whistle for like a, some kind of net violation. And I'm just like, all right, he pointed that way. I'm going to call a point for that team, but I have no idea what just happened. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you're living in the moment with some of these sports, and I, I don't quite understand all the intricacies of some of the ones that I haven't been around my whole life. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's an excuse to learn a little bit more about some interesting sports. That, that That's good. Uh, and, 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 and that in itself makes you well-versed. So this is the thing. Because you have grown that that resume with announcing so many different sports if people want your services saying hey you want high quality announcing this is what i do this is this is how much you're gonna you know have to have to put forward in order for if you want me and hey it all all they have to see is I'm, a, I'm an NHLPA announcer for for the Florida Panthers, and hey, they they know that regard 
regardless, you're going to put on a good show. One more, actually, one more thing. I saw that even that you were announcing Miami FC uh, at, at FIU, uh, a little Shula Bowl conflict in, in this in this uh, show as I'm an FIU grad and uh, Ember is a is a FAU grad. So I noticed that in soccer specifically, there's not there's a lot just like baseball. You, the the announcer's not really talking as as much as well but kind of like hockey it when the when the referee has like how many more minutes of stoppage time a a a substitution a lot of also in those moments you're you're announcing it as the as as play is going so how has that been as like a different like change of pace for you yeah, I mean, soccer is interesting to me because, I mean, there's no secret the World Cup is coming to the United States in four years, and I would very much like to be a part of that. So I've been all too willing to get involved. I've been doing FAU men's and women's soccer when I can, um, and I had the chance to fill in for Miami FC a couple weeks ago. And uh, it's definitely interesting. Um, there are huge breaks, potentially. Like, you could le- legitimately go the first half without saying anything if there's no no goals no substitutions. They put no stoppage time on. Like you could basically do nothing for the entire first half. Um, and it's a low scoring sport. Um, and that, besides that, it's really just goals, cards, substitutions, uh, and the occasional marketing read, depending upon where you're, where you are. Um, it's, it's been interesting. I can't say that it's my favorite sport to announce from that perspective. Um, but I'm, enjoying uh, you know the new opportunities i'm getting with that and i'd like to become better at it um and learn it a little bit better just in case i do get blessed with an opportunity to work some major events in the future and hopefully world cup 2026 is calling your name and because hard rock stadium will be will be hosting uh some games uh for for the world cup so i'm, I'm hoping that you you eventually do get the gig and man how how awesome would that be for for you uh, to to get that gig? That would be probably one of two lifelong dreams come true there. So I mean, I, I at this point, you know, I've got I've got what I've always wanted uh, in terms of professional sports. Um, so it's really just if I can get the World Cup, if I can get the Olympics, I, I would be a very happy man. It'll be the icing on the cake, that's for sure. So. Uh, but th- anyway, anyway, Andrew, I want to thank you so much for joining uh, this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you and any uh, and anything that you might offer as far as PA announcing gigs or even personal trainer. Tell them if anyone wants any of that information. Tell every anybody everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can get at me, uh, especially on Twitter and Instagram at Embervoice. I M B E R Voice. You can also get me on Twitch. Uh, at Ember Voice, where I stream most Friday nights, assuming there's not a conflict of events. Um, I, and I have been basically offering up for any sort of announcing. So if you're uh, a principal at a school and you want to get your, your sporting events to the next level, again, doesn't matter what level we're talking about. Um, if you want it to sound professional, uh, like I'm doing with American Heritage High School right now, I'm definitely game. So feel free to message me on those platforms, Twitter, Instagram at Ember Voice, and uh, we can see if I can come aboard and, and help out your sporting events. And again, I, I do basically every sport at this point, so um, I am open to any sort of experiences within that. Awesome. Awesome, Andrew. Thank you so much, and hope to have you on soon. Anytime, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And if you like what you're hearing, 
Please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast Monday through Friday. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Start my Wanda Velez with Andrew Ember. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. <laughs>